Our bellies are full. We've had some naps, but it's time to get back to football. Again, one more game left in the regular season. Tennessee should win this game handily over Vanderbilt. I mean, 27 and a half point spread, but uh, I'm going to give you my wish list. Things I want to see in Tennessee against Vanderbilt. That, it's your Friday, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Vols, your team every single day. From all of us here at Locked On Vols, hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Spent some time with friends, some loved ones, and uh, hopefully here with us on Locked On Vols. We had an episode yesterday. I know a lot of you guys are going to be spending time with family today. I know I'm going to be heading to good old Dumplin' Valley, Jeff County, and uh, spending some time with uh, family today, and so I'm really, really looking forward to that. we got a high school football game, semifinals at West High School coming up later tonight, and uh, then it's Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Man, I cannot believe the regular season is over, but we got one more game left to go, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I want to see. My Tennessee versus Vanderbilt wish list, if you will. That's coming up here in a matter of seconds. Boogie Bentley coming on in segments two and three, and... Um, Again, super thankful for you guys. Thanks so much for being here. W- what is your wish list for Vanderbilt? What do you want to see for Tennessee against Vanderbilt? I've, I've got several things. Um, first and foremost, I want to see Tennessee bounce back and win this football game. Um, I know every game is different. I know it's why you play the game. You don't play. You don't play on paper. I get all that. Um, I get Tennessee can't overlook anybody from from just the way it's played the last two weeks. I recognize all that. But, guys, I'm telling you, Tennessee should win this game by 21, 28 points. Tennessee should. Now, will Tennessee? (laughs) That's the question. Um, I just think Tennessee's going to come back, come out, and just unload its frustrations on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not a good football team. We kind of went over who Vanderbilt is. The 2-9 and nine record started 2-0, and oh, have lost 9 straight, 0-7 oh in conference play. We, we've done all that. Last in the SEC in pretty much every defensive category. Last on offense in points and yards per game. 10th in rushing. Um, so on and so forth. We, we've kind of done that deep dive into who Vanderbilt is. And so I just truly feel like Tennessee is going to unload its frustrations, and it's going to be motivated to finish this thing off the right way. I mean, you've got about 20 seniors who could come back, and then a couple more who are officially done, who are out of eligibility. And it's going to be an emotional day for them because I can't imagine this COVID business is so, the COVID year business is just so confusing and so annoying um, because I feel for those guys. I mean, a lot of these decisions won't be made until January. And it's, I feel for these coaches. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. And we'll talk about it a little bit with the boogie coming up. It's a tough time because you can, I mean, look at John Fulkerson a couple of years ago. He went through senior day and just ball boo-hooed like a baby. And I'm not making fun of him, man. I've been there. I get it. He thought that was his last time ever playing on the on you know Tennessee's court. The last time ever putting on the jersey. And then lo and behold, you have another year of eligibility because of COVID and you come back and do it all over again. So I guess before I get into my wish list, I would I would, you know, word to the wise. When you if you're at Neyland Stadium and they show highlights on the television broadcast and you see all these guys going through senior day that could come back, doesn't mean they're gone. I promise you, does not mean they're gone. They're probably going through senior day just to have that experience, just in case. 
you know, they they don't come back. Or they might be going through senior day thinking like, oh, this is for sure it for me. But things can change over the next couple of weeks and then here they're back. So don't read anything into stuff like that. But I mean, guys like Ollie Lane, guys like Jacob Warren, guys like Joe Milton, obviously, I mean, they're they're done. They're out of eligibility. So uh, be loud for those guys. Um, you know, Boogie and I will talk about it here in a moment. But I'll tell you, man, like these guys stuck through it all. Um, definition of VFLs, in my opinion, chose Tennessee a couple of times, chose Tennessee to, to, to attend as a university, but then chose to stay during all the BS that was going on. And Joe Milton's case chose to come here to Tennessee and then chose to stay when he got benched. Um, these, these players who are going to be playing their final game at Neyland stadium, they chose Tennessee a couple times. And so I, I hope you shower them with praise because they deserve it. But anyway, I think Tennessee will win this game by multiple touchdowns. Vanderbilt can't stop the run. It's abysmal against the run. Uh, it's going to be an emotional day. I feel like the, the environment's going to be great. And those seniors are going to have a whole lot to play for. And those players are going to play for those seniors. So there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. I think Tennessee is going to just destroy Vanderbilt in this football game. I truly do. I want to see Nico, and that's kind of where I'll start off with my wish list. I want Joe Milton to start this football game. I want Joe Milton to ball out. I want this to be a great ending to Joe Milton's career, pending a bowl game, obviously. But I want to see Nico Iamaliava. I want to see Nico put into the ball game with some, some talent around him, with the best-looking offensive line in front of him, before the game gets out of hand, I want Nico in there running significant reps, significant snaps in this football game. I've said it all week long. If I was Josh Heupel, I would go in, you know, series three on offense, it's Nico. Series four on offense, it's Nico. You know, whatever that is. And then a couple of series after that, it's Nico again. Joe's not being benched. It's senior day. Joe's starting. Tennessee's going to be eight and four, yada, yada, yada. It's the end of the year. You need to get him some reps. And so number one on my wish list, I want to see Nico play significant snaps early in the football game in series three or four. I do. That is number one on my list. Number two, I want to see Jalen Wright get to 1,000 yards. He is 72. He is 62 yards away. He is 62 yards away from eclipsing the 1,000-yard mark. And he's a leading FBS in 7.2 yards per carry on running backs who have averaged or who have a minimum of 100 carries. Um, the fact that he's not already at a at, at a thousand yards could be considered coaching malpractice, um, because we know how much they don't ride him the entire game, and they have that rotation and everything. But I want to see him get that out of the way early. If you could go rattle off another sixty plus run, seventy plus run on the first series of the game, let's see it. I'd be for that. I hope Jalen Wright gets his, and I hope that he gets that thousand yard rushing uh, plateau early, and then I'll allow everybody else to eat. So. I want to see Nico early. I want to see Jalen Wright handle his business early. And more than anything, maybe, I want to see Joe Milton ball out. I do. Again, it's senior day, man. He chose Tennessee a couple different times. He He's he's not an elite quarterback. He's not an above-average quarterback. He's got above-average potential, that's for dang sure. But he's been super average to below average at, the, at points in times this season. But you know what? Doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean you boo the guy. Doesn't mean you don't root for him. Doesn't mean that he can't turn it on whenever. I think Joe Milton could feast on some feast Thanksgiving. I think Joe Milton could feast on some horrific competition and, and just ball out, throw a couple touchdowns, maybe run a touchdown or two. I want to see that from Joe Milton defensively. Man, I want to see Tennessee getting back after the quarterback. I've been saying it all week, and I'm I'm not fortune telling here, but I'm trying to speak it into existence. The way you started the season against Virginia, the way you're going to end it defensively up front, James Pierce. Get me not one. Maybe not two, 
maybe two and a half, maybe three. Give me multiple sacks from James Pierce. I want to see him get after the quarterback. Um, I want to see this defense get after Ken Seals. I want to see this defense force premature throws and let the secondary guys go and pick those off. I want to see these linebackers play better. Elijah Herring and 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 I thought I thought Caleb Beasley, you know, or Aaron Beasley, excuse me. I thought Aaron Beasley for the most part played played better against Georgia. I do, but the linebacker play has not been good enough the last couple of weeks, specifically with Elijah Herring. And so I want to see him kind of have a good day, uh, make some plays run downhill, um, you know, look better out of the pocket or out of the box, all that type of stuff. So I want to see you get after the pass. I want to see James Pierce get a couple sacks. I want to see Milton have three total touchdowns. I want to see Nico in early on scripted series, three, four, somewhere around there. And I want to see Jalen Wright ball out and go ahead and get Eclipse's 100-yard, 1,000-yard campaign. Guys, if Tennessee wins this game, and it better, it's 27.5-point favorite. If Tennessee wins this game, it will be an 8-4 and four campaign, a 4-4 four and four record in the SEC. We will have all offseason to get into the nitty-gritty of what went right, what went wrong, if this is okay. But at the end of the day, 8-4, and four, certainly not the end of the world. Tennessee Vanderbilt is coming up tomorrow, and uh, we'll be back here on a postcast uh, later that night right here on Locked On Vols. Uh, we got Boogie Bentley coming up next right here on Locked On Vols. We continue on with this Friday show. Again, super thankful for you guys. Thanks so much for making the time to be here on this Friday, Locked On Vols. And a big thank a big thank you to eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, leveled up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust skits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Whether you're uh, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money is back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts with all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive today at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. As we do every single week, we finish off the week with a little crossover. We call it Locked On Talking Vols, and it's Boogie Bentley of the Talking Vols Network here on Locked On Vols. Boogie, uh, get things going here. Thanksgiving was yesterday. W- what's your favorite? What's the best part about Thanksgiving, food-wise? Don't give me in this spending time with my kids, wife, all you know. Who cares about that? Yeah, food-wise, and then give me the, uh, the the best dessert as well. The important things in life, right? Food, not yes. family, not anything else, but food. <laughs> Let me tell you what we did. We didn't even eat turkey. My wife and I were trying to decide what to get. I'm like, let's just get a full chicken. And cook that thing and eat it. Uh, but, man, give me everything. Give me the stuffing. Give me the gravy, the mashed potatoes. It's got to be homemade mashed potatoes. None of that instant fake stuff in a box. Give me the real deal, Holyfield. Then you got to finish it off with a little <clears throat> pumpkin pie. But I like a little pumpkin pie with my Cool Whip, if you know what I mean. I want to plate a Cool Whip with a little sliver of pumpkin pie on top of it. You know, I said I, I devoted, you know, we're searching for content on the holiday week. Plus, I mean, I know it's still football week, but, I mean, Vanderbilt, there's just so many things you can do. No crossover, no big time guest um, outside of you, of course. Um, and I had Landon and Josh on. I mean, you know, no big time guest from Vanderbilt is what I meant to say. Do they have um, people that cover their football team? I'm just curious. Is there a locked many. on Vanderbilt? Does that no. exist? Yeah, there no. you go. That's what I thought. No, there's not. Um, 
So I devoted an entire segment on Thanksgiving Day to sides and to desserts uh, because that's what I did in radio, and I wanted to do that here. So I can, and I said everybody is to each their own, right? You make it your own. I just, I mean, Thanksgiving is turkey and dressing, my guy. You did chicken, chicken. like, like there's a ham option. It's fine. I'm not gonna partake, but there's a ham option. You did chicken. Went completely out in left field, man. Hey, it is what it is. It was delicious. It was fantastic. Uh, I didn't mention homemade mac and cheese either. That's a go-to. That's a that's a staple in the Bentley household. Oh my gosh, I did the whole segment yesterday, and I didn't include mac and cheese. Mac and cheese definitely, definitely. And you're worried about me eating chicken, and you don't have mac and cheese on your table for Thanksgiving. You know the mac Pilgrims had mac and cheese on their table. <laughs> Thanksgiving. It was an oversight by me when I recorded the show. Certainly, there was some mac and cheese that was consumed. All right, well, bellies are full. Thanksgiving is here. Opening day for Christmas has come and gone. That's what I call Thanksgiving. And we're moving on now. One game left, man. It's, we talk about it all the time, and I know people get tired of hearing it, but you only get 12 guaranteed, and, and it's gone in the blink of an eye. And here we are. We're at the end of the regular season. I get it. Disappointment here. It's part of being a fan. But, I mean, it's truly sad we're at the end of the football season. I know it goes by so fast. You know, and, and try to put some perspective on this Vanderbilt game. This fan base is down and out. They are in the dumps right now because it didn't end the way you wanted to. And, you know, the way you lost to Missouri, then you follow that up with another loss to Georgia. Just get embarrassed two weeks in a row. We're going to go out and beat up on Vanderbilt on Saturday, and maybe that's what this fan base needs uh, as we move forward in, into year four of the Josh Heupel era. we still got a bowl game to get ready for, and I know some people say bowl games don't matter. I don't care. What would you rather be doing at the end of December, watching a bowl game or early January? Watching a bowl game or, uh, I don't know, watching basketball? Is that what you guys do around here? <laughs> I, I'll never understand the bowl game slander. Sure, are bowl games what they once were? No, absolutely not. The college football playoff, and especially when it gets to – actually, the fact that – when it expands to 12 teams, it might actually make the whole experience better because not as many opt-outs. If you have a chance to play for a national championship, some of these star guys might not opt out. But And I get it, but like, it's football. Like Starting December the 13th or 14th, you will have a football game on at least one every single day for like two and a half weeks. I mean, what's not to love about that to lead you into the playoffs? Yeah, the college football play. I was having this conversation earlier this week on my NCAA stream. The college football playoff expanding to 12 could create some interesting matchups. I think we're going to see some blowouts, some teams that kind of squeeze in there at number 12 versus a top-ranked team. You're going to see some mismatches. You're going to have the opportunity to see some fun football in the middle of the pack, right? The fives, the sixes, fours, the sevens around in there. And that, that does that take away, though? From the regular season, we talk about guys opting out of bowl games. Is college football, is the regular season going to become, you know, the NFL that last week? You don't have anything to play for. Your fantasy football team's in the Super Bowl. You're, you're trying to play for a championship belt so you can rock it to work and tell everybody that you're the greatest and all your guys are sitting out because there's nothing to play for. How much is college football going to change in the regular season? I don't want to lose that magic of every game matters. And I feel like we may be trending towards that the more they continue to expand. I still think that there will be a lot to play for because, and again, I should know my job better. I don't have exactly how the scenarios work, like memorizing brain yet, but teams will be playing to host. Teams will be playing to not mm. be on the road. And to me, that, that that's playing for a lot. I mean, look at that's Tennessee huge. this year. Tennessee's pre pretty good at home, typically. I know you just got drilled by Georgia. Pretty good home football team. Tennessee on the road, not so much. So... You know, I think that that last week, a lot of those home playoff games will be on the line and, and a lot of those to play for. Plus, better matchups as well. I mean, 
you know, you lose a game, maybe you have to go on the road and face a, you know, a, a, a three seat or whatever. Whereas you can be at home and, and, and host a seven or an eight seat or however that works. So I don't know. It'll be something. Um, it'll be something to, to obviously track because it's never happened before. But I don't think it's going to be the Peyton Manning sits Jim Sorgi starts week 18 for the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to I don't want to lose the magic of the regular season of college football. That's what makes it the greatest sport on earth because every single week matters. And look, there's times a one-loss team gets in, a two-loss team gets in, but for the most part, you lose a football game, uh, you're on the outside looking in unless things go your way. So I don't want to lose that magic. Plus, that last week of the regular season, you're still going to have the Iron Bowl. You're still going to have the you know, we'll see, but you're still going to have the Iron Bowl, I would imagine. You'll still have the Egg Bowl. You'll still have um, FSU Florida. You'll still have Clemson, South Carolina. So, I mean, I would assume that that, that you're still going to have these games. So, like, not only are you playing for better seeding if you're in, it's also a big-time rivalry game. I don't know. I just – right now, I don't think it will it would affect it too much. But who knows? You know, we'll uh, we'll see. Um, Vanderbilt, pretty bad, right? I, I don't expect you to, to know the ins and outs of Vanderbilt, but I'm sure you've looked over there and, and kind of done your scout. Vanderbilt's a bad football team. They're terrible. What have they lost? Nine straight. They can't yeah. stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They don't score points. They give up 35 points a game. Like, this matchup is picture perfect for Tennessee. And I, I don't want to go back and ramble about Georgia too much, but something that really irked me when I went back, rewatched, and just kind of – you have times to time to dive in, right, and look at certain scenarios – and I thought after the game, I kind of felt like, did they abandon the run game? Something felt off. You know, Jalen Wright goes out and houses the first play from scrimmage, 75-yard touchdown, and you're like, all right, let's 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 go run the football against Georgia. The next few drives, next drive, third and three, run the football. Jalen Wright's a workhorse. Run the football. What do they do? Throw it. They go three and out. The very next drive, third drive, they got another third and three. These are third and manageables. These aren't. You know, third and eight, third and nine, where you have to throw the football, but they throw the football. Fourth drop, third and two. Like, they had so many opportunities early to run the football. That ain't going to be the case against Vanderbilt on Saturday. You're going to run it at will. You're going to run it down their throat. What do they give up? Like, two, 200 and some yards a game on the ground, close to it. 176. 176 yards on the ground per game. Tennessee's going to run it. They're going to run it down their throat, and it's going to be a blowout, man. It's not going to be a close football game. And hopefully, uh, we get a little energy in this fan base. Hopefully we get to see number eight out there a little bit. That's what I want to lead off with in, in the final segment here. We'll talk Nico. We'll talk Joe. We'll talk Tennessee and Vanderbilt. And uh, real quick to your point, not only was it third and three on that, that second possession, but they throw behind the sticks. Makes no sense. Tennessee is a horrendous short yardage football team, so that's probably what they were throwing. Um, and I think the game shrunk offensively because Tennessee couldn't get off the field defensively, meaning – I mean, you gave up 9 of 13 third downs defensively, so George was able to run 70-plus offensive plays, and Tennessee was only able to run, like, 50. So they're like, there wasn't a whole lot of, um, of plays to be had because, I mean, the, the, just kind of the way the game dictated. Anyway, we'll talk Nico when we come back right here on uh, Locked On Balls with Boogie Bentley of the Talking Balls Network. Do you want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time? Game Time you shouldn't have to worry about last-minute tickets to your next big event, whether that's a sporting event, whether that's theater, whether that's comedy, whether that's a concert, game time. If you download the app, it's got all the tickets and the prices affordable for you. Plus, it's for those last-minute procrastinators. Game time sells tickets up to the day of the event, up to the time of the event, even an hour after the event. So if you're getting off work, you need something to do, go to game time and download that ticket. And uh, you can get in uh, an hour after 
uh, the opening kickoff, the, the the opening band, whatever the case may be. Plus, you got last minute killer deals, all in prices, views from your seats, and the best price guarantee. They even have event cancellation protection and job loss protection to help you guys out. I encourage you to go check out Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On College, and you're gonna get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College, L O C K. E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You brought up Nico there to end uh, our first segment together, and that's where I want to start here. Uh, Again, Joe Milton is going to start this football game. It's senior day. It's the last game of the regular season. He will start. He will have opportunities. But as I've said before in the last two weeks, I would go in scripted no matter what. Nico, you're getting Series 4. Nico, you're getting Series 6. I mean, have a plan to where you're not up seven touchdowns, you give Nico two series, and then you go to your other quarterbacks. I mean, that's the game. That's the way this game is going to kind of transpire, in my opinion. But it's the last game of the regular season. You should win by four touchdowns, in my opinion. There's no harm whatsoever in giving Nico some scripted series three, six, not whatever the case may be, and and still allowing Joe to start. Yeah, and that, you know, first and foremost, Joe Milton, right? It is senior day, and and Joe is a guy, look, I know we're all frustrated. Uh, Look, I'm I'm committed to, if I'm going to come on the internet, and I'm going to do this as a career, and I'm going to talk about Tennessee football, I'm not going to come on here and sugarcoat it. I'm not going to blow sunshine and rainbows and tell you that Joe's balling out when he's not. I'm, I'm committed to being honest with my opinion, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But Joe chose us, right? Joe, when he lost a starting job, he could have transferred down. He could have gone somewhere else. He could have hung up the cleats. He chose Tennessee twice. Chose to come here from Michigan. And then he chose to return after everything played out with Hendon Hooker. If you're in that stand, if you're in the stands, if you're in Neyland Stadium on Saturday, show Joe Milton some love. Don't be one of these guys. You know, we saw the clips earlier in the season and boos and speculation of what that was about. Don't boo Joe Milton. Show Joe Milton some love. Let's make some noise for him on Saturday afternoon. But then Nico, man, I- I'm with you. You know, we kind of had this conversation a couple of weeks ago for homecoming. It's like you you gotta. What would your game plan be with Nico? And we were in agreement. Get him some scheduled series. Like don't don't use that that gut feeling like Josh Hyper likes to do a lot. Have it planned out, man. Have him prepared. Have, maybe even have some plays scripted for him when he comes in. I want to see what Nico looks like. Nico is the future. People want to question Nico. How do you know? Uh, and look, we got to wait and see, right? You got to wait and see. But uh, over at the Talking Falls Network, you guys that listen to our show, Coach Jay has some connections to Nico, to his family, uh, to college football or high school football out in California. All signs indicate Nico's going to be special. So sit back. Sit tight and watch it unfold because he's going to be one we talk about for a long time around here. Just when I think this bromance couldn't get any stronger, you, you go off there and you talk about supporting Joe Milton. Man, I, I God, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I promise you, everybody listening, everybody watching, you can fan however you want to. That's not my job to tell you, tell you how to do that. But I promise you, these 18 to 22-year-olds, or in Joe Milton's case, 23, Hendon Hooker's case, 25-year-old, they're not <laughs> trying to suck. Okay. Yeah. They're going yeah. in there doing the best that they can do. And and, and it, you, when you're getting paid, and I know it's a little different now with NIL, I recognize that, but when you're a professional and you're getting paid and that's your job, it's a little bit different in my opinion. These kids are trying. And and you know, sometimes it's not good enough. It is what it is, but you're right, man. Joe Milton chose Tennessee twice, chose to come here out of the portal, and when he got benched, he chose to stay. And he was a model teammate. He was Hendon Hooker's enforcer for 2 years. 
I mean, you talk about you talk about having a great attitude, being a good teammate. Is he the best leader? Is he the best quarterback? No, and no, he's just not. He is who he is, and he's done some good things. He's done some bad things, but so is the right tackle. So is the defensive end. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm excited to see Nico, though. I, I'm pumped to see kind of what he can look like. Um, anybody else? I, I did this earlier in the show, kind of a wish list. What's your wish list, Tennessee versus Vanderbilt? Who do you want to see? What do you want to see? What do you want to see happen? Man, I just want to see more. More, you know, some of these young guys have really started to come on. Chaz Nimrod's a guy that a lot of people are talking about right now. Caleb Webb, Cam Seldon, right? Just, just all the young guys on this football team. And and so many people are worried. They look at this roster and it's like, man, next year we're going to be terrible. You've got a lot of valuable reps for a lot of young guys on this football team, right? The wide receivers I mentioned, the line linebacker room. If Keenan Bealy elects to come back and he gets that medical waiver. I hope that's what's happening. I want to pretend that I think that's what's happening. I, we'll have to see. But I, I think, look look at next year when you've got Keenan Peely out there and Arian Carter beside him. Arian Carter got so much play this year. Jeremiah T. Lander. I, you know, Ricky Gibson, right? We, we've seen him play and flash at times. Just, just I want to see the same thing you guys want to see. I want to see domination, and I want to see just a movement, a youth movement, all these young guys out there uh, on Saturday against Vanderbilt because it's, it's not going to be a football game. Look. It's not Vanderbilt Super Bowl. They don't care. They're checked out. They're done for the year. It's over. It's over. Would you say this is a glorified scrimmage? Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> how many times have we said that? What were they favored in the Austin P game? Was it 30? 35. 30? Okay. UTSA, 20, that was 28. Something I think I like called that, yeah. that one a glorified scrimmage. This is a glorified scrimmage. And, you know, for, for Tennessee, a lot of people questioning, well, how are they going to respond? Nothing to play for. They got everything to play for. It's, it's senior day, right? It, it's... See, some of these seniors, man, and again, just to kind of piggyback on the Joe Milton thing, show them some love, man. When when this thing was burnt to the ground, when it was nothing but ashes, and Josh Eibel comes in and says, what do you guys need from me? He didn't come in and dictate. He didn't come in and say, hey, we don't have enough talent around here, but we're going to recruit it. No, he came in and said, what do you need from me? That's how you lead, by serving, and that's what Josh Eibel did. And some of these guys, just like Joe, they chose to stick it out and stay here. That's playing for the power T. That's not playing for Josh Heibel. That's not playing for – that's choosing the power T. And we got to show them some love on Saturday against Vanderbilt. Yeah, last couple of games. And I, some of these scores are not blowouts. I recognize that. But um, last time out, you lost 47-6 to to a horrible South Carolina team. Lost 31-15 to to Auburn, and Auburn has no offense. Lost 33-7 to to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is good. 37-20 to to Georgia. I think a lot of times, and, and honestly, don't I think Georgia did this with Tennessee last year in Athens. I think a lot of times Georgia just gets a lead coast, just does what it wants to, like doesn't doesn't pound the other team into, into the dirt. Because everybody watching that game last year, Tennessee and Athens, like, oh, Tennessee lost by 13 or 14, whatever it was, points, is like, felt like Tennessee was down 40. Tennessee never had a chance in that game. So anyway, I think I think some of these scores can be misleading, but like end of the day, They've been really bad offensively the last three times out, seven, 15, and six points respectively. And as you pointed out earlier, 176 is what they give up on the ground. Tennessee should run close to 300 in my opinion. So I am, uh, I'm looking forward to that. We'll have you on again if you want to come on next week to kind of kick off this phase of, or maybe in two weeks after we know the bowl destination, but to kick off the phase of the offseason, transfer portal targets, not players, but what does Tennessee need to accomplish in the transfer portal to build this roster uh, for next year? And, of course, in the meantime, there'll be some of these guys, the Easons, the Thomas, the Norman Lots, the, 
the Spragans, who I think is going to be back, the you know the Campbells, the Mentees, we'll have de- Cooper Mays, we'll have decisions to make on if they want to come back too. Yeah, it's, it's always – I love transfer portal season. Love, obviously, as a content creator, it gives you something to talk about. But the, the, the really interesting thing is it starts with their roster, right? It starts with Tennessee's roster. Yeah. Who can you convince to come back? Because right now the obvious answer is you got to have some bodies on the offensive line. You have to. You're going to have to hit the portal hard and heavy. But can you convince Cooper Mace? Does he want to play football or is he done? I think Spragans is gone. Gerald Mincy can come back. Uh, you know, there's so many guys on this offensive line that can come back, but I think that's obvious uh, a position of need. It's interesting to see, you know, when, when I'm kind of going through and tracking, trying to see, when you start seeing offers, right, you know that, that Tennessee, all right, they're going to look to add a receiver. No ifs, ands, or buts. They're already in communication with the kid from Texas A&M. They need a wide receiver. They want a wide receiver, so I think that's going to be a position of need to keep an eye on. But for me, it's the offensive line and defensive line. And again, when you look at the COVID years, those are probably the two positions with the most guys that could technically come back. But I think you got more of an opportunity to get some of those guys on the offensive line back than maybe you do on the defensive line. But those are the two, man, line of scrimmage. uh, That's it for me. You think Jabari Jabari Small is coming back next year? Don't don't you think – I, th- I think it depends on what um, what Jalen Wright does. I think Jalen Wright's going to the NFL. I'll get that out in the open. I think he's going to. Yeah. I think he's going to go. He should, in my opinion. But if for some reason Jalen Wright doesn't get the feedback that he wants, and Jalen Wright comes back, why on earth if I'm Jabari Small, why would I come back? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I'm Jabari Small in that situation, I'm trying to go somewhere else. I think Jabari Small will play because he has another year of eligibility, kind of like what Ty Chandler did going to North Carolina. By the way, Ty Chandler balling out. Um. So we'll see, but I think if Wright goes and Small comes back, and and I think again that's just a a really really good uh, situation to be in because you'll have Sampson. They love Cam Seldon. They want Cam Seldon to be like a feature back next year, along with Sampson. And if you have Small in there, a guy that's <laughs> rushed for over two thousand yards and had all these starts, it just continues to to you know add to that position of what should be one of the better groups in the SEC moving forward. Um, last thing I want to ask you here, man. Out the door. What do you guys have got? I have come. I have no Cut. clue what I was about to ask you. <laughs> Cut. Talk about. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. What was my last question to you? This is embarrassing. Man, just I don't leave know, all man. I lost in. my train of thought. Just leave, just leave all this in. Just leave all of this in. Leave all this in <laughs> as a locked on talking balls blooper crossover special. Just leave it in. <laughs> Fine, I'll leave it in. God, it's embarrassing. That's amazing. Uh, that is the best thing that ever happened on this channel. <laughs> See, the beautiful thing it. about recording these episodes is if that ever happens, which from time to time it does, I just slice it out, man. A little, little crossfade in. Nobody ever knows. Especially if you're listening, you never know. If you're watching and you're really observant, you can see the clip change, but... Anyway, uh, what you got coming up this weekend, man? Last game of the regular season. I know you guys will have your post-game show Saturday night. And then uh, big time for you on the channel with basketball season, right? Can't wait to jump in and talk some recruiting, transfer, portal. Uh, I don't know, maybe ice hockey, but not basketball. Although we will do some <laughs> basketball watch parties. Uh, we've got a tier for our memberships. Uh, we do watch, a watch party. Uh, those people that have access to that tier, they come on. It's a live stream, kind of like a fan call-in show. we got the basketball game up on the TV. We'll have the scoreboard up on the screen, and we just hang out. It's like going over to your buddy's house, cracking open a beer, and sitting down watching the basketball game. We do the same thing with some of the baseball games, but we'll be covering hot and heavy recruiting the transfer portal. I mentioned Coach Jay earlier. He's 
He's been a huge asset to the team. He coaches football out in California. We've been able to add another high school coach, Coach Rice. He coaches right here in Tennessee. Uh, they're going to jump into some serious film breakdown. We started the series last year. We're going to continue it this year. We'll be breaking down five-star offensive lineman Jordan Seaton coming up pretty soon, so be looking for that. But business as usual this week. We'll be live Friday morning right now as you're listening to this, 9.30 a.m., an hour before kickoff tomorrow, and then also immediately following the game uh, on Saturday. Check him out, Boogie Bentley. He's at Boogie Bentley on Twitter. He's the host of the Talking Vols Network and does an awesome job. Um, flaws and all, baby. It was fun, and uh, we'll do it again either either next week or the week after next, and then we'll get on an off-season routine, all right? Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. All right, Boogie Bentley, appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in and uh, taking part of this Friday edition of Lockdown Vols. Holiday week, kind of a weird week, but hey, there is football tomorrow, the last game of the regular season. How bad is Tennessee going to be Vanderbilt? It's going to be bad, in my opinion. We'll watch it. We'll talk about it. We'll get ready for bowl season. All that and more. If you're going to the game, have fun. As Boogie said, root on those seniors. Stay safe, and we'll see you Saturday night. This is Lockdown Vols.